0: into mustache, drinking podcast, Andrew and Quinn here. no guests this week. We're rolling right on with the topic of gins into something that um you may not be a huge fan of, but stick it out with us, and we'll see how you feel at the end of the episode. We're going to talk about some sipping gins. Quinn, you know, you're the one who will push this topic a little more than I did. I think it's an asinine theory that gin can be good sipped, but you know what you're gonna make me sip some gin so let's let, let, let's fucking do it. let's fucking do it. Why do you like sipping gin? Let's start with this.
1: So myself, I don't really drink many sipping gins. Um, I first got brought on to this idea. Um, actually, I, I shared an article in our uh, discord server that we use for planning this podcast a while back, uh, written by the Atlantic. Uh, and it was called Why to Banish Tonic. And it was uh, published in 2010, and it was all about um, the emergence of gin and how through this new gin boom and resurgent in popularity, um, more gins are starting to be created that are a lot different than what you normally think of as a gin. Um, Not just heavy on the juniper and, you know, like a rail gin, how, you know, a rail whiskey could be had neat. Um, a rail vodka, you can't do of, it's not going to be super enjoyable, but you Ugh. can understand it and it's still doable. Um, gin, on the other hand, rail gin, nope. <laughs> you have Ugh. that really bad juniper start and a bad juniper finish with rail gin. Uh, it's something that just pretty much has to be mixed. Um, whereas with, you know, other rails, it's not preferred, but it's doable. Like, you know, people drink, uh, uh, old number seven neat and that death, a rail whiskey. Um, yes it is, but people enjoy it. And it, it's still one that, you know, is popular neat. Um, but so in gins, uh, one brand, uh, Aviation, it's owned by Ryan Reynolds, actually. Um, it's one that just doing some looking on, you know, the gin subreddits and uh, different, like there, there's whole YouTube channels devoted to gin now on YouTube. Um, looking at them, they're talking about how, you know, they hear a lot that, you know, Aviation is one that should really be had neat, uh, simply for the fact that It's a much more complex gin than normally when you think of a gin. Um, It has lots of spice notes. It isn't super reliant on that juniper flavor, which is certainly still there, but isn't, you know, a one-trick pony. Um, Now, since I'm in the middle of moving, I didn't go out and buy a bottle of aviation. So this week, I actually just have three separate ones. One that I made, the... um, ...prickly pear, which I believe I made with a beef eater. I have the Tangere Seville, which is an orange one, and the Tangere Rampor, which is a lime gin. Um, There's kind of two main schools that I saw in my research on this, either going with a gin that's more subtle um, and... ...is a smoother experience or going with a gin that's bold. Um, not so much boldness in fact of juniper, but rather in like the cardamom in the other botanical flavors used in it. Um, just Off the top of your head, which do you think you would prefer? Smooth. Yep, I completely agree. When I was doing my research and uh, there's a YouTube channel called no-Nonsense Gin Drinking, uh, which he explores, you know, lots of gin. There's an episode specifically about drinking gin neat. And though he doesn't do it often, the ones he thinks you should do it with, uh, he he argues that you should, you know, drink the boulder gins. Um, and granted, none of them I have in front of me today are a boulder gin, um, but... They do kind of scale from not so bold to not bold at all. Um, and let's, I'll see which one I prefer. So uh, what, what gin do you have?
0: Um, I still have some of that Kiwi gin I made. So we're going to try that straight and see how, uh, how it ruins my life.
1: One recommendation I did also see, um, just like when drinking a whiskey, put a little bit of water in there which will help open up the aromatic flavors um, and also helps to temper the alcohol burn.
0: Temper the alcohol burn by putting some water in it. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Did you do that with your gins?
1: Yep. I put, um, I mean, a couple drops of water in each, just like I would for a whiskey.
0: Um, uh, I'm already upstairs, so I'm not going to put any water in it, but you want to go ahead and go through yours.
1: Yeah, so starting first with the Rampore. This is a tangere that uses um, tang, uh, Rampore limes, which are an Indian lime. I think of them kind of like a key lime in flavor. This used to be my favorite gin. And neat. it It really finishes with a lime taste. Which is honestly pretty pleasant. Um, the The first thing I taste right away is the juniper. Um, and then once the lime fades, that juniper comes back and you get a a real nice like warming sensation as it's going down. like I, I still feel it working its way down. Um, i don't I don't hate that. I I don't think I would go to a bar and be like, "Hey, I want some rampour neat, please." <laughs> I would much rather, you know, Tangray rampour in a gin and tonic cuz it has that lime which is already a perfect play in a gin and tonic.
0: So That's the I mean, that was my first question as you were talking here is, you know, it, it you know, adding a little bit of water makes sense cuz you bring out some of the subtle spices, right? But Drinking a gin neat and drinking a gin and say soda water or gin and tonic feel very, um, horizontally moving. Do you, like, if you understand what I'm saying, like you're going to get more or less the same taste from it. It's just going to be stronger in that, uh, in that straight. Which is why I, I do understand the, the YouTube channel you were talking about, why you would pick the bold flavor, the aviation gin, why you would pick that because then nothing can because you would get the same flavor from Tangeray in a tangere and tonic, say, as you would straight, probably more or less the strain, the same flavor. But you might lose out on some of those flavors in your aviation if you did an aviation straight and an aviation and tonic.
1: Yeah, um, especially like I think soda water and putting a a drop of water are pretty parallel where it's, you know, the soda water will mute everything a bit more where the drop of water in it. You're seeing that gin, you know, front and center Mm -hmm. Um, with tonic that will change the flavor some just because of that quinine um, and the other flavors in tonic. So it will kind of alter the drink a bit, especially mouthfeel wise. Um, but yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. It it's basically just increasing the ratio of other liquid, or, or essentially reversing the ratio that you're doing mm-hmm. in the glass. And so yeah, it, it, yeah, I would much rather the Rampor in a gin tonic than neat. Uh, Moving on to the Seville, so this is made with Seville oranges, which are an Italian orange. Um, This is the one that I had a couple weeks ago that I, I was surprised to find out is a thing that exists and was super excited by. So right away,
2: first thing you taste
1: is orange. And the Juniper is kind of there throughout. It's really strong now on the back end finish. Re- amazingly kind of opposite of the Rampore, where the Rampore really finished limey and then had you know that slow burn of Juniper at the end. This was orange, 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 punch in the face of Juniper at the end. Um I like this neat a whole lot more than I like the Rampore. It's sweeter, which I think helps a lot. Um not drastically sweeter, but it goes from being super dry to not super dry. The beginning of it is super appealing and It starts to make me, you know, understand why some people would want to drink certain gins neat because that, that taste of the orange to begin is almost like eating the best slice of orange you've ever had that has no acidity in it and just has this beautiful floral sweetness
2: And so I,
1: the first one, neat, I'd give it a three. It's not awful. I'm not going to go out of my way to have it. I'm going to try to avoid it to a certain degree. This one, middle of the road, it's a five out of ten. It, I'd do it. I wouldn't, again, go out of my way to do it but I wouldn't be upset if I had oh, a single finger of it. So just one shot neat or one shot on the rocks. Um, but like I said, I would not think of it as like my, my first choice sitting down at a bar and going, Oh, I, I want something neat. I'll take this Seville gin, please. Uh, but it, it's an improvement. And now the final one is the one that I made, which, again, my I made this one, so maybe my impression will be skewed by, you know, it's my baby, but, uh, so this one is, I believe it's Beefeater, which is a super popular London Dry, and it has prickly pears that are infused in it, and this has been sitting in my fridge now for, what, going on five months now? I made it somewhere around Thanksgiving.
2: Okay, off the bat,
1: the Juniper is barely noticeable. (laughs) Which, oh, no, there it is, at the end. But, okay. So, like, the Seville, the, the last one I tried, it punched you in the face at the end with Juniper. And the rampore was just really subtle at the end with Juniper. This is more subtle than the Rampor, um, and I don't, I don't think that's because Beefeater is a more subtle gin than tangere Ram- or than Tanqueray, Uh because I don't think it is. I think Beefeater is a much stronger flavored gin than Rampor. Um, but the floral notes, uh, then like. The prickly pear is so much
2: more front and center.
1: The second sip, it, it's not as sweet as I remember it being. I would honestly say the Seville is sweeter than this one, which is weird uh, because this one has an almost syrupy like texture to it. Um, ever since I made it. But so this one, I would give that a six and a half out of ten. Or it's not the best thing I've ever had neat. But there's something really cool about it that I can really appreciate, especially like that prickly pear is just front and center, is the star of the show, and that gin takes a back seat to it. Hmm. Now, I really wish I had a cucumber gin, because that is a type of gin I've actually had before neat, and I think is really good neat, um, because the cucumber itself gives it this really nice freshness, which helps to contrast with all of the the juniper and the like spice notes in it, and is calming and cooling. Where the gin might be kind of like, you know, a little bit of mouth burn and like warming as you drink it, that cucumber gives this nice refreshingness and it's actually really good. Um, so I, I, I like both cucumber gin and cucumber vodka neat, uh, because one, I really like cucumber, and two, it's just they're really good and balance really well. Um, and the prickly pear one I have here is almost doing that. So like, this is a six and a half, the cucumber would be a seven to seven and a half.
0: Is there even close to 10?
1: No, I, I don't think they're quite a 10. Maybe if I had a much better gin, like a gin that was meant to be had neat, um, none of the three that I'm having now are honestly gins that are made to be sipping gins um but i i think what i did with the the prickly pear one starts to move it towards that direction and so i'm i'm interested yeah. in actually going out and buying a bottle of like an aviation one that is really regarded as something that's great to sip mhm what do you think of yours
0: Oh, I've been waiting. Yeah. Um, sure. Let's find out. So it still smells, uh, pretty good of Kiwi.
2: Gives a strong nose. Um, that's quite smooth. Um,
0: There's not a ton of burn. It sits in the tongue, just a touch of burn. Uh, it's very mellow. I think the gin was mellow to start with, so it's a very mellow gin mixed with a very mellow flavor. So it kind of it's it's kind of smooth through the back. Uh, it gave me it made my mouth water a lot, like from my stomach, like acid-y water. I don't know if that's a good thing. Um. The flavor is not strong. It smells stronger than it tastes. The kiwi or just in general. In
2: general. Okay. Interesting. Is it as
1: bad as you expected?
0: Um I would never drink this like this. It's so much better in a gin and tonic. Where the flavor I feel like the flavors are stronger and bolder in the gin and tonic. Hmm. Even gin and soda water, the flavors are bolder.
1: Maybe because you have that, because you didn't put any water in yours to try and
0: like. No, I did not.
1: Separate out the no. oil.
2: Interesting.
0: It burns on the back of the tongue, but doesn't really just kind of goes down. It doesn't have a ton of flavor. Kind of an odd, um, not something I've tried before. I should guess that's like that, right? Interesting, but yeah, very um, easy through. I don't taste a lot of. I, t- I mean, I can tell the juniper. I can tell the gin, right? I the juniper is there. Uh, it's kind of been throughout. It doesn't really hit at the front of the back. Maybe right at the back, like right as it hits the back of the throat and goes down. You taste the juniper, and then it's kind of a smooth kiwi flavor all the way throughout. Um, but yeah, it's not. odd. I thought there would be a different after you explained yours, I thought there would be stronger burner flavors, I guess. But yeah, I wouldn't drink this neat on as it is. Um it feels like it's even lesser than it was when I when I tried it with putting with letting it distill and sit not distill, would letting it um def, uh put the kiwis in and then now being in the fridge for this long, would that have dulled the flavors.
1: It's possible that so it'll continue to blend more as time goes on, so the flavor mm-hmm. will change some. Um so it's entirely possible that the the kiwi kind of blended into the background more than it had been originally as it kind of worked its alcohol magic.
2: Hmm. Yeah, because I don't know. even Not with something- my
1: Prickly pear one. I do find that it its flavor is different than when I first made it.
2: Yeah, not something I would drink straight,
0: but not add. I guess.
1: Yeah, I was expecting you to hate it a whole lot more than you are. So I, I'm going to take that as a little bit of a win here for the. I mean, I the definitely would. Possibility wouldn't. of. A good gin as a a neat gin.
0: I would never drink neat gin. Like I, this is the only reason I'm doing this for the show. <laughs> if you take me to a bar and order me a neat gin, I'm gonna be pissed.
1: If I take you to a bar and order you a neat gin, I'm going to get a really weird look.
0: <laughs> this is also true. Very true. So
1: <laughs> unless maybe we go to Norseman, a bar that's known for their gin. Um, that's true you know their their gin might actually be a really good one to try because it's it is a very good gin um is it but i don't know if it has the right notes to be a, a sipping gin i think it might be a bit more on like the bolder end which in the three that i had i like when the juniper is more subtle which the juniper was the most subtle in my third one and so I'm going back to my second one and I'm taking a few more sips, and maybe it's the fact that, you know, I've had a decent amount of gin at this point, um, but it it is getting better. It's like when you're sipping a whiskey, the first sip is not the best sip. The second sip, it's fine. It's the third sip that you, in my opinion, really start to enjoy it. And this one, I think on like the fifth sip is when I, I'm going, yeah, you know I'm I'm starting to actually like this. Okay. That's fair.
0: I mean that that is fair. I mean you have to get into it a little bit. I do understand that point of it. You have to like get into the the liquor to like kind of know what the flavor is to kind of understand the flavor a little better, I would say.
1: Yeah, it's like you know when you're walking into a pool, the first step the second, t- the first few steps all suck.
2: fair,. fair. But once you get
1: used to it, that pool is amazing. Mhm. And that gin neat is like the waiting pool of liquor. <laughs> oh my God, because I think the the comparison I just made
0: that's that's a fair comparison, sure. Why? Not? Why not? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, and you're going to dig into them more than I am. I I poured like less than a finger, like a half of a pinky, maybe pinky sideways.
1: I'm drinking them out of, you'll enjoy it. They're shot glass size solo cups. Oh, Quinn. Uh, <laughs> because again, we're in the middle of moving and. I didn't want to have to pull out three glasses for small amounts of gin. (laughs) So this is true. They're not the best glasses to get the nose, but they work.
0: When do you move? Are we going to have to stop recording for a while?
1: (laughs) Well, so I'm moving a whole 300 yards away from where I am.
0: For now. Okay. Heard. So I should be fine. Heard. I'm right, just making sure. just making sure if we had to stop, you know, I, I moved, destroyed our whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: hammer to the episodes. Just, <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah, I mean, sipping gin is interesting. I mean, and like we said before the show, um, there's sipping things in everything, right? So you're going to find a liquor. If you like a liquor enough, you'll sip something in their catalog. Oh so yeah. for uh, for the gin drinkers, you know, there's always gonna be something to try. And I think aviation's a good one. Um, that if you're looking for a gin to try straight, I think aviation's uh has high marks. Um some other ones that uh I found when I was looking is uh Hendrix. I'm assuming you've had Hendrix gin before, have you, Quinn? The
1: Hendrix Lavender is another That's one I've is. actually had and is the first one where I really went, Wow, this is good, and it was just neat. um you know, one of one of my friends, who's a giant gin fan, brought it, and I tried it and was really surprised how much I liked it. Oh,
0: just finishing that last sip. <laughs> oh God, um. Yeah, I'm not doing that again, Quinn. Um, uh, So um, let's see. What else is here? The Tangeray number 10. That is the one that caught my eye as well. Is that it's an a- aged gin? Is that a what? Is that an aged gin then? Distilled four times and has a huge citrus present. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Have you heard is of Tangeray whole- 10?
1: I uh, can't really say I have. I've heard of uh, like Beefeater 23 or 20. Never had it though. It's uh, Is, it, more is that an age exchange. 20 year gin or something? I don't know. I only came across it in my research. Um, and from what okay. I can tell, it was just a more citrus forward gin.
2: Or citrus forward?
1: Yep, where it used fresh orange peel instead of dry um, to get a more like full orange flavor.
0: Interesting. This is... Uh, oh man, I can't find it. Well, it was made for martinis is what it was made for. Um, It says it has... Uh, it's a small batch gin crafted using fresh citrus fruits like you were talking about. Um. It has a citrus burst and it says to garnish with grapefruit. That's odd, but yeah, so it's a citrus forward gin kind of like you were talking about. So that would be probably why it would be a good citrus punch to hit you in the mouth kind of right away. I I think that would be for your citrus fans. That would be a good, uh, good take on gin. But another thing that I noticed here in my research is that lots of gin is coming out of Scotland. Interesting. Hendrix. Hendrix is a Scottish brand. Um, oh, for fuck's sake, Bruichladdich.
1: Bru- I'll I'll give you that one.
0: Bruichladdich. Bru- 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 Ladditch. Bru- 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 uh, anyways, they've been making scotch since the eighteen hundreds. And then in 2004, he started making gin, and this one's called The Botanist. But the famous Islay Distillery, we talked about that in our Scotch episode. I don't remember why, but anyways. Um, it's very interesting. I would just remember gin being big in Scotland. In, in England, extremely popular, but not in Scotland.
1: It's also interesting that that was a whiskey maker that then started making gin, whereas... Most whiskey makers produce gin to start out because gin doesn't require much or any age time or whiskey, unless you want to serve a lot of white dog, which is um gross a thing <laughs>
0: when it shouldn't be. And
1: <laughs> that some people I know love immensely, gross. and I just can't quite get behind it. <laughs> white whiskeys are not my thing so that's why i like gins i think they're a good middle ground. the start of your distillery
0: minnesota tequila white white whiskey (laughs) good god
1: there's minnesota tequila that's a that's a subject for another time that we should discuss (laughs) (laughs) good i have a bottle down that agave is fresh
0: Um, uh, There's another one here from the Scottish Highlands called uh, Kaurun, and it includes uh, bog myrtle, rowanberry, uh, heather, cool blush apple, and dandelion leaf. Hmm. That one sounds interesting. It's a spicy crisp gin with a combination of fruity floral and a dry finish.
2: I don't,
0: I just can't, I don't think I could, I'm going to buy these, any of these. So if you had, I would have, you know, given you a round of applause, a large one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking about about buying um, an Old Tom, because those are supposed to be pretty good as a sipping gin. um, And also a type of gin I can't say I've ever actually tried. So I'm, I'm interested in what they're actually like. Old Tom? Yeah. Old Tom gins. They're, it's a type. Talks about this.
0: Well, the, the gins that are showing up multiple times for these drinking straight are Anchor Old Tom gins. So If you're going to get it, you might want to try to that. It um, says it has a licorice.
1: Ah. Uh. I mean, I like absinthe neat, starts. so I, I guess I can, yeah. I don't know, something about Liquor's the Gin. Uh, eh,
0: I don't know. Anyways, so. Maybe a, a good option. Uh, we'll leave that part of the research out. Um, Liquor.com has the best overall at Sipsmith, which I know we've uh, touched on before in our research. Um, your best London Dry is obviously going to be Beef Eater. Uh, it keeps tangerines for martinis here. Gin and tonics. Bombay Sapphire. I love Bombay Sapphire. I would love to try Bombay Sapphire straight. You made me drink one. Wish I had that on hand because I would have rather have done that because it has no, a. I'm it's not a, a big
1: fan of Bombay chocolate. Sapphire. Really? Yeah. Not that I dislike it. It's just, uh, it's not my favorite.
0: Bombay Sapphire smelling, smelling
1: with I a lot more towards Tangare,
0: with juice is extremely good. The citrus forwardness of the Bombay Sapphire I, re- I liked a lot. It's got a good smell to it too, a really good smell. Okay. <sighs> um, uh, this one's popped up a couple times. Is Monkey Forty Seven? Did you see this in your research at all, or did you throw away all your stuff on specifics?
1: I I did not, but uh, I like the name of it.
0: So Monkey47, liquor.com has it, has it pegged as the best for Negronis. That's why I'm going to read this one. Um, got, um, it can stand up to the bitterness of the Campari, it says, and the sweetness of vermouth. It fits the role perfectly. It's a long list of botanicals used in making this German gin. Uh, it's extensive, so it's made with a ton, a ton of different stuff, which is hmm. good.
1: You said it's a German one? I would assume. Okay.
0: It's a German gin.
1: German gin.
0: It is. Heard of German gin before, but
2: there's a couple more on this list here. Um, uh,
0: don't buy budget gin. Moving on. Shelf is going to be that Hendrix. It's not even top shelf. It's only $35 a bottle. And it says the best drink need. On this website is Bar Hill gin. It's. From Vermont, I've heard uh, heard it's really good. It's made with raw honey Hmm. to give it a subtle sweetness. Honestly, that's not a bad. That's interesting.
1: Honestly, I think that's the key, at least for me, to a, a sipping gin is that that subtle sweetness is needed.
0: The it says it has a creamy mouthfeel and slight sweet floral flavor makes it great for sipping very interesting barrel aged gin. did we talk about that in the gin episode they make barrel aged gin
1: yeah so that was actually one we didn't touch on Um, it's becoming a whole lot more popular and it is kind of a subset of gins that are pretty focused on sipping gin Um, they're kind of like your hybrid between a gin and a whiskey I've never tried one. I didn't know they existed until uh, doing research on gin for these episodes, and I'm apprehensive to try it because I love barrel-aged things. I really like gin. Sometimes two things you love shouldn't mix. (laughs) I'm afraid that this might be one of those cases at least you for might, me.
0: Where it might but ruin then both again, of them for
1: you. There might be a reason why they're so popular right now and why they're becoming really popular. Um, so may, maybe I'll have to try and find a small bottle of a barrel-aged gin. And give it a shot.
0: <laughs> so this one's called the Citadel Reserve. Um It's super popular, it said uh they be they began first they were one of the first to do this they put in notes of vanilla oak and spice that you would find familiar as a whiskey drinker and it's one of the where was i
1: uh you were talking about the notes that it had
0: Yes, Um, vanilla, vanilla, oak, and spice, complex. Solora, system of barrels blended together, and it reveals a remarkable visionary and complex thinking when it comes to pushing the envelope of what gin should be. It's got three unique botanicals, Yuzu, Genepe, and Baloo, Balay, Balay, b l e u e t, whatever. Among 19 others, they aged in five different types of wood barrels for five months weird interesting and then they all together so it's five separate barrels going for five months and then they blend all of those together very odd i don't know if i've ever heard of a whiskey that even does something like that other than a blended whiskey i guess right because that's like the same kind of theory right
1: right yeah that's Uh, a blended whiskey would be like more to like try and balance the drink between the different notes in it. Um, but there are, um, some whiskeys that they do switch the barrels on a couple of times. I know they do it a lot with brandies where they'll use a couple of different barrels, be it like a port barrel, then into a whiskey barrel, um, but I've never heard of using five barrels over five months that it must impart enough flavor to do something, but I think it would just be all so subtle that it puts in that it's un- unintelligible in a way. But then again, this is coming from a guy who's never tried a barrel aged gin, so I have no idea how they barrel age
0: well, someone's going to have to try barrel aged gin and tell us if it's not Quinn. But barrel gin, gin, uh, so that's going to be what we're going to wrap it up with. This was um, all over the place, but that's how it goes when uh, you listen to this show. So sorry for listening. Um, and that's what happens when we just drink straight we, alcohol. Yep. We shouldn't do that anymore. Anyways, <laughs> no 14 shots or whatever. <laughs> to <turn that> <laughs> Um Quinn, I'm not gonna have a my favorites on this list. So what what is your favorite sipping gin? I can tell you someone that you should try for my answer, but we'll start
1: with you. Um I I don't I don't know that I have a favorite sipping gin. Maybe it would be, like I said, a a cucumber gin or else the lavender Hendrix is really good to sip. Super floral a little bit of sweetness and the juniper kind of takes a back seat, which I think is pretty good.
0: And let me reiterate that you should not let me drink straight liquor on this show. Um, uh, The bar Hill is what you should try. If you're going to do a sipping gin Um, made with the real honey, that sounds fantastic. What I was supposed to ask Quinn was what is your favorite sipping drink? So Quinn, go ahead and answer that one. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay. So my favorite thing to sip would, you know, I have a lot that I like, but my favorite that I'm probably going to reach for is going to be like a Doers White Label um, or else the Minneapolis uh, Apple Brandy um, from, I can't remember the name of the distillery. I think it's called Minneapolis. It's it's a really good apple brandy, um. It it real good. I was given a bottle of it for uh, Kayla and I's wedding from Gus, who was one of our guests, um, earlier on for a beer episode, and it is pretty good. It quickly jumped up there as one of my favorites to sip. All
0: right. That's a that's a lovely choice. Um, I don't drink liquor straight usually. Uh just because it's not, I don't know, it's just not something that I usually do unless I'm like trying to get wasted, which is never a good choice. Um man, I don't know. Uh I like the flavor of crown, but I don't know that I would drink it straight. I would probably drink a different kind of more complex whiskey. I had a scotch I had a Scotch whiskey um at a little bar in our where we were living in Anik, um, called the Black Swan, and we were sitting down in the courtyard and um my travel companions were playing King um uh King's Cup. They're playing King's Cup, mm-hmm. which was Terrible choice, and I was not going to go out to a bar and play King's Cup. I would die. And uh, uh, I was just sitting off to the, sitting on the table watching them playing on my phone, you know, whatever, having a drink because it would just be out. Nice to have a pint. And uh, um, some of the locals sat down and were talking to us and talking to this girl for a little while. And then this couple came up and started talking to me that were like my age. And then uh, the boyfriend's dad came. And I said, oh, yeah, I I do like whiskeys. There's not many whiskeys over here, like American whiskeys. Or he's I I said, I like whiskeys. And he's like, no, you like American whiskey. And I'm like, yeah, what's what's the difference? And he goes, oh, oh, okay, no, 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 no. You have to try a scotch. And I was (laughs) like, what do you I'm like? I don't don't understand the difference. What are you talking about? Right. I'm I. I. I was 20. I just turned 21. I could have been 18 there, but I just turned 21. And, uh, he goes, no, 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 no. You stay here. I'll buy you. I'll buy you. I'll buy you a glass. So he goes up to the bar and I'm like, Oh God, what is he going to bring me? What if I don't like it? I'm going to be really upset. (laughs) If I, if I don't, I'm going to feel bad if I don't like it. Right. So he brings it back and it's just a, it's just a sipper. Just a neat, um, the cheapest rail, Scotch they had at the bar. Basically, he goes, he goes. This is Scotch. He goes, this is whiskey right here. This is good whiskey, and uh, um, didn't tell me that it was the cheapest thing it, up there. But he ordered the same thing, and uh, I took a couple sips, and it was, it was, it was this beautiful smoky, peat flavor that you love, Quinn. And it was, it was a fantastic. It was strong, which I'm not a huge fan of. It did burn a lot but not as much as like your cheap liquors over here. Uh, so it was, it was probably a mid to high level scotch over here, but you can't get it for that cheap over here, obviously. So it took a couple of sips, I was pretty I'm like, we're talking I'm like this is actually really good. And he goes, that is the cheapest bottle at the That is probably the cheapest lower shelf thing you're going to find here,
1: but it's so good. Cause we're <laughs> so close to the source. That is the best <laughs> best book you ever just, Oh, yeah, you like that? That's garbage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, my favorite kind is like forty five pounds of glass. I don't buy it. You have to go you he guys he's like, I just go to the liquor store and get it if I'm gonna do it if I'm gonna drink it. He's like, I have oh, yeah, three yeah, bottles I, in my cupboard.
1: <laughs> I completely agree that that is the way to to drink something good, neat is to go buy it yourself. Um, for for instance, uh, at the restaurant, we I've talked about this whiskey before. Pappy Van Winkle, Mm -hmm. we sold it, the the bottle MSRP, like $1,500, expensive. Mm -hmm. We sold a shot of it for $150. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's just to (laughs) illustrate the markup that you see on the alcohol that you buy. Like If I go to a bar and I'm getting a whiskey to sip, it's going to be Jameson or it's going to be Dewar's. It's something that I know mm-hmm. I will like, but is not going to break the bank. <laughs> I'm not going to go, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, give me the Lafroig, please. No, because <laughs> I don't want to spend $8 on something that I could, after 10 of them, which is half the bottle, maybe, go buy myself a full bottle of. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe that's just because I'm cheap, but
0: I the that, problem is that, that, what, what I do. You, the problem is with that is if you don't like it, you're now fucked.
1: <laughs> oh, one if you're you want to try something good and you're trying to find, you're like, I want a good blankety blank to to have, like to stock at home, mm-hmm. then by all means go to the bar, try a couple different ones.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not gonna be you're gonna be out an amount of money, you're going to enjoy the experience Mm -hmm. or you're going to learn that it's not your thing. Mm -hmm. And then you'll know, oh, well, instead of spending this gross amount at an establishment, which I'm not shitting on bars for marking it up, they need to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, don't get angry at your bartender for charging you a large amount for something good it's that price because it's good and because it it's the convenience of, you don't need to keep that expensive bottle at home. So you pay for convenience, but you know, go there, experiment with a couple different ones and find the one you like the most and then buy that bottle if you want.
0: Exactly. Go find a gin bar, go try some gins. You will find something that you do like, whether it be neat or, not neat. Maybe in a drink, you will find something you like. Most likely, even at that point, when I was in England, I found a gin that I did like in a gin and tonic. It was a rhubarb gin, and I'll never find it again. It was so good. But well, we're just gonna that,
1: have to make a rhubarb gin. Oh goddamn,
0: Quinn, you're gonna ruin my life. That that would be so fucking good, and you you would drink the entire bottle. I wouldn't get any of it. You would destroy that, and I know you would. So don't even oh, go there. I,
1: I love rhubarb. It's I know you do. I
0: know. But with that, we'll wrap up the episode. Uh, Again, that number we give you every week is 1-800-662-HELP, 1-800-662-4357. If you or a loved one is dealing with any alcoholism-related problems, it is never a problem to go get help. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today and have a wonderful rest of your week. See ya.